When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast. It's lights out, and away we go. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Cut to the Race News Roundup, the weekly show covering the news, views and opinions from the F1 world, brought to you by the Formula Nerds news team. We have the usual panel today, so Charlotte, how are you? Hi there, I'm good thanks mate. Lovely stuff, and Jay, how are you? I'm good thank you Dan, Uh, no race last weekend so I can't really give you my opinions or feelings towards it, but I'm optimistic for the Silverstone this weekend. Yeah, Silverstone Race Week. We're looking forward to that one. But before we get there, we've got a little bit of news to talk about, the first of which being non-F1 related. (sighs) Football didn't come home, did it? It tried its best, but didn't quite make it home. Next year. It didn't come home, so it didn't come home. You know what, right? Last week I said to you, I said to you last Thursday, I said, don't get too excited yeah, let's not jump the gun here. The Italians are gravy. And what did the whole country do? It didn't listen to me. It jumped the gun. And now look how we all feel. Like trash. Awful. But uh, I think a lot of lessons can be learned from over the last month. And in particularly as a society from that Sunday. Yeah, we all get very involved with the football when everyone gets very passionate about the football. But some of the events that we've heard of since last Sunday... Are just just shocking to talk about. Yeah, I am just want to say that I'm completely disgusted and disappointed with the events that happened after Sunday's match. And I really do hope that people will be held accountable for their actions and that there are a few consequences as this can't be unnoticed and things need to change. This can't keep going on. And I really just would like to also add that I do hope that Lando Norris is okay after the incident he was involved in. Yeah, so for those listeners that didn't hear, Lando got mugged after the game on Sunday and his watch was stolen. Uh, The Daily Mail said it was while he was getting into his McLaren, which is just disgusting. And some of the racist abuse and any other form of abuse that's been directed towards England players is, is just horrible. You know, football's a game that everyone can enjoy and love, but these horrible people make that make that so much harder you know that we were the first to congratulate them when they got to the final and the fact that some people now immediately turn to racial slurs or whatever as soon as they miss one penalty like you know Gareth Southgate said they win as a team they lose as a team and they absolutely they absolutely do so yes that's the downbeat the downbeat talk over but 2022 in Qatar I'm sure football will come home the team will be in a better position and we can look forward to that Anyway, let's talk about some F1 news. Uh, Silverstone have confirmed the possibility that a second F1 race could be held at the circuit this year, depending on how the latter half of the calendar goes with COVID. Um, A lot of people are calling out for alternative layouts to be used, but I think the most likely thing would just be Pirelli changing the tyre compounds up. Jay, what do you you think of Silverstone holding a second race? 
Oh, I think firstly, uh, the possibility of a second layout is nigh on impossible because obviously every layout needs to have FIA Grade One accreditation, and only the normal layout, the international one, has the that that certificate. So I can't see there being any other layouts being used. I do pray that there's not a second race at Silverstone. Uh, I wasn't too keen on two races at the Red Bull Ring. I'm not too keen on two races at Cota later in the year. We've got so many good tracks which everyone can go to in Europe, which could easily host a sprint race and could also host a full-on Grand Prix weekend anyway. So I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Mugello come back from last year. I wouldn't mind going back to the Nürburgring. I wouldn't even mind going to a place we haven't been to in years, like Jerez or Sepang. Um, yeah, so as I said, the most likely option is probably for Pirelli just to change the tyre compounds. But, I mean, I'm not sure how possible that is because Pirelli have got the hardest in the range this week and you can't really go a lot softer. Because as we've seen at Silverstone, it completely destroys tyres. You, know, you need to look at last year with Lewis Hamilton finishing the race on three wheels. 2013. Crazy. Everyone's tyre blew out. Even Hamilton's. And he was in the lead. And I was there that day. And there was... oh. The anguish amongst 120,000 British people. The only reason I say, it, say it's there is because I know you guys are going this weekend. I'm jealous. I, I wanted to make myself feel a part of it. But, cheeky um, flex. Yeah, chill, cheeky flex. 2013, I was there, mate. Yeah. Whilst you look at school, I, I was in the trenches. <laughs> I, was still, I was still at primary school in 2013. I was oh, in, my you, goodness. Yeah, you used to yeah. nappies, mate. But yeah, it was, pretty much. It was, it was class. <laughs> Just learn how to use the potty. Um, speaking of Silverstone, Mercedes are bringing an upgrade to Silverstone as well, which they call good and exciting. Um, thank God. They really need to. They haven't, you know, they've been so far behind the last five races. They This update needs to be good. Otherwise, they can almost kiss goodbye to the constructors. Yeah, I think it's definitely been a long time coming, especially after Red Bull have now won four in a row and Max has won three out of the four. Red Bull just look completely unstoppable and they've been making upgrades to the car compared to Mercedes. So I do think that this will help. I really actually want to see Ham win this week. Firstly, to keep the championship going. And secondly, it's a home race for him and I'll be there on the Sunday. So I personally just want to witness that. Um, so yeah, I think this should be a good thing. Let's see what happens. I think it shows that what uh, Toto Wall said a few weeks ago was a bit of kidology when he said that we're not upgrading this car. I think it was just a ruffle a few feathers to unsettle Mr. Christian Horner and the team of Milton Keynes. This is evidence that he was just trying to get under their skin. But will it work? Who knows? Red Bull have been so dominant and were so far ahead at the Red Bull ring. I mean, obviously, Silverstone's a very different track, a lot more high-speed corners. But it'll be interesting to see whether it works and whether Hamilton can challenge for that 99th victory. It's actually a shame, and it's just kind of off the mill, but it's a shame that he's not going for his 100th victory this weekend. Because if you think about it, he had how many chances since uh, Barcelona? He had yeah. five races since then to try and win at least one. He could win his 100th. It's home Grand Prix, and that would have been just a lovely sort of story to tell the kids that went, like, you guys were there. But hey ho, you yeah, were there. Everyone was talking that it was going to be, you know, he was going to get 102, 103 at Silverstone. No one thought that he wouldn't even be at 100. It just didn't cross anyone's mind. Red Bull have just suddenly come out of nowhere. Bold, bold statement. But do you even think he'll reach 100? Because let's say he struggles to the yeah. rest of this season. Yeah. And next year, Mercedes just aren't on it like they have been, and like new regulation change, things could happen. He'll find a way. We're could not you imagine even halfway it? Halfway through the like season yet, so. I know, I know, but 
sometimes he's gone out of their interest. And like, if he doesn't win a, a hundred races, then I feel like that'll be one of the biggest stories in recent history because he's been on the brink. No, he will definitely win a hundred. Um, this morning, before we started recording, recording it on Tuesday morning, uh, I was listening while eating my breakfast to the F1 Nation podcast. Um, and I've got an interesting bit of information that I don't think you guys will know yet. George Ooh. Russell was talking and he said, as everybody knows, they look after me. It's Mercedes, obviously. But with regards to my drive for next year, nothing has been signed or sealed and nothing will be announced in Silverstone. So I can let you know that. So that's that. Nothing's happening at Silverstone. I think you're just hoping that, Dan. No, no, he genuinely said that. I'm not just, <laughs> I'm not just making that up. No, like, uh, I, I believe he said that, but I don't know if that's true. Why would he say it, though, if it's not true? Because he can't go, oh, don't you worry, guys, I've got something coming on at Silverstone. No, but he wouldn't categorically deny it if he knew there was something coming, surely, because that's just bad press for him. Yeah, but then Toto said there'd be no improvements and upgrades, and look where we are now. <laughs> does, he class the driver, does he class the driver line up in an improvement and upgrades? <laughs> This is our upgrade. That was such a bad... I don't... Oh, God, why did I try and be Toto? Oh, I, don't, I don't know, but that's staying in the podcast. 100%. You know, I think Toto... Toto's actually been clever to not announce it at Silverstone, if that's true, because there's so long left in the season, and as long as Bottas is fighting for his seat, he's going to try 100% for the team. And as soon as he knows he's not fighting for that seat, he's not going to try and bother, really. He's going to he's gonna go right off the curb and turn into what Seb was last year, where he just didn't really care to be honest um, but very quick i'd like to add um we have seen via instagram f1 have announced that they're going to be um probably announcing their 2022 car on thursday however someone has commented on the post saying at mercedes amg will announce russell right and mercedes replied lips are sealed emoji be sure to tune in now, that seems very ominous to me. They've now deleted that as well. Exactly. They've deleted that. So that looks even more suspicious. So, hmm. I think someone's, someone's <laughs> definitely got in trouble for that, haven't they? Someone's definitely got in trouble. Someone's leaked a bit of information. If, if, if people listening to this could see the look on Dan's face when Charlotte said that. <laughs> like, you know, like back in the cartoon days when their jaw would drop and literally hit the floor. <laughs> Dan's jaw literally just hit the floor. I think that's someone speculating to be honest. Um, it came from a Mercedes official account. Like when yeah. Charlotte started that, I was a bit sort of worried about whether she's just going to quote some random... But it wasn't It wasn't the it. F1 account though. It was just Mercedes cars. So I reckon that's just someone stirring the pot. Do you remember when Dulux were announced as the Spurs sponsor and they started making all sorts of jokes about how Spurs don't have trophies? I think this is just the social media manager trying Man, to you, you, you just support fun. teams and drivers who can just be so easily be bantered. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, it's all part it of it. Be, it must be hard for you, man. Do you know what? Yeah, I was just thinking this as well. I think I want to put you guys on the spot because I know Dan is obviously a huge Bottas fan and wants to see Bottas next, next season. So I was thinking, right, why don't you guys have like 15 seconds where you try... I'll, I'll play Toto Wolf. Okay. Uh, Charlotte, you play George. Dan, you play Valtteri. Charlotte's got a drama degree. This is unfair. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like your, so. your knowledge of Bottas, I think, is probably a bit better than Charlotte's of Russell. Yes. Because you literally study this guy. Rather than rising through A-levels, you study <laughs> Bottas. That's so, not true. I was thinking, 
Anyway, you, you got an A level in drama anyway as well, so it's, it's all fair. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. not a degree. No, but you're making excuses. Right, so here's what we're going to do. I think, what, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, I want you to try and persuade me why you, George Valtteri, deserve the seat in next year. So I think we'll start with Dan. Uh, go for it, go on. Well, it's pretty obvious, really, isn't it? You know, Bottas is a world-class driver. Any weekend that Hamilton has off, as shown in Austria, Hamilton dropped back. Bottas was right there, P2, best he could have done. If push comes to shove, Toto knows that Bottas will play the team game. And what's the point in upsetting Hamilton? Bottas and Hamilton have a great relationship. They've won the Constructors for the last however many years it is. Toto, I can guarantee, enjoys that a lot more than he enjoys 2016 when the two Mercedes drivers were constantly fighting. That would have been very stressful for him. So he's getting the same result in the constructors and he's winning the drivers, but with a much more harmonious relationship. Well said. It's a bit longer than 15 seconds, but it was well said. Charlotte, George, over to you. Okay, here we go. So... George and that's all we've got time for on the Cut to the Race news. Wow. Let me have a chance. <laughs> Mate, I'm the team leader here. Go on. I'm, I will I literally am... be 15 seconds because that's all he needs. Right, really? Go. I'm, t- I'm counting. Okay. So, George Russell has been in Formula 1 for three years. He hasn't had a chance. He's proved himself in Williams. He even made Q3 completely outperforming the car he's never been out qualified by a teammate in williams when he did have the chance to be in the mercedes seat at the Sakir grand prix he wasn't even fully fitted to the chair he wasn't even fully comfortable he didn't even know all the buttons but what he was p2 on the grid and he could have had the win if everything had gone his way from that pit stop but he has proved himself and if they do not sign him now i think they could lose him so it's time to bring him in. Plus, I do actually think that he wouldn't like, you know, I don't think he'd have that many problems with Hamilton. I don't think he'd try and, you know, outperform him and ruin his races. I think he'd still be playing the teammate. Uh, well, what I've just learned from that is that neither of you guys are good at timekeeping, but yeah, both made valid arguments. Um, do you know what, right? As Toto Wolf, my only issue with Bottas is, is is Bottas cut from the same cloth as world champions? Yes, he is. Right, we have to move on, because otherwise we're going to run out of time and we're going to take up everyone else's day. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen has said that he's not sure if he's going to be on the grid next year, and Alfa Romeo has said they're not sure if they want Kimi Raikkonen on the grid next year. Should he stay or should he go, is the obvious question here. You sound should like he clash stay or me. should he go now? That's what <laughs> I was getting at. That's what I was getting at. For the clash. But... Uh, Kimmy, you know what, right? I think mean, Alfa Romeo, it makes sense to get rid of him. You know, he's he's not obviously on the same level as he was back in I the day. I didn't think you were going to say that. You know, I love Kimmy, but and like, he's he, he's a real sort of icon in Formula 1 history. And he's this strange figure, which is so elusive, but and so interesting at the same time. But the guy is what, he's 40 now? He's 40, he probably commands quite a high wage bill. And he's not on the pace anymore. But my only issue is, is Giovinazzi ready to be a team leader? I don't think he is. So then does that mean that Alfa may have replaced Kimi with someone more experienced? Like a Nico Hulkenberg, sorry to say it again, or do they just go for the say what the sort of logical option is and bring in Callum Eilert? What do they do? But I think Kimi, he's, mate, he's, he's had a good innings. I mean, he's not dying, but he's had a very good innings. And I think it's time to step aside, let some young blood come through. Yeah, I totally agree with Jay. I do think it's his time to go. I think he's actually 41, potentially 42 this year. I'm not sure. I could be making that up. But I do think it's time for a new generation. He has made a few mistakes already this year. 
And I just feel like he'll be taking up another seat if he stays. So bring on the new gen. Yeah, there is a point where he has to allow the new generation to <clears throat> come through and flourish. Otherwise, it's just not fair on them, really. They're just going to be waiting in the wings. Bless you, Jay. Jay's just sneezed while on mute. Um, moving on, we have Silverstone this week. As we've already mentioned many, many times, uh, the first of F1 sprint races. Excited for that? Yeah. I say it with hesitation. You, yeah, you don't sound very sure. Yeah, well, I don't like change. Um, so this is going to take time to adapt. <laughs> but um, as Seb has actually said before, I just want the race to feel like the race. I understand why they've been doing it. They want, you know, more people to be watching F1. So they think, oh, if we have more race action compared to just Friday being practice, it will be better. But, you know, I'm intrigued to see how it will be, what will happen. And I would like the sprint race to switch things up if that is the case to make it worthwhile. So, yeah, let's see what happens, eh? You're worried it takes away from the Sunday spectacle, aren't you? Which is kind of what I am worried about as well. I'm excited to see more racing. And there's more sessions on track that are meaningful now, which I think will be really good when I'm there. But I just hope it doesn't become a procession, really. But I don't know. Jay, what are your thoughts on, on it? Uh, I'm not overly concerned about it ruining the Sunday because F2, well, that is two spin races now. And that's always crazy and hectic and beautiful and amazing but that's because of reverse grids f1 aren't doing reverse grids there we go it's another argument entirely there that's my fear is that is it just going to be another what time where verstappen hamilton and perez or maybe even bottas that guy maybe they just drive them to the distance because they've got the best cars and also as well because there's only three points to fight or six points to fight for but only given to the top three if you're on like fifth or sixth is it really worth trying to i mean i know it sets the grid for the next day but is it really worth trying to like risk muscling past someone for a bulb into a corner and risking damage for nothing in the world championship of course you do get that bonus of sign high up on, on on sunday but is it really worth it to the team um i've just had a thought and it's a question to both of you so with the reverse grid for instance obviously mercedes and red bull would be at the front in normal circumstances before the reverse grid, do you think they, I don't know if this is a thing, but could they do a tactic to ensure they qualify 10th? So then they'd be at the front of the grid. Well, the thing with that is that in, so say F2, so you have the qualifying and then that sets the race, that, that, that's the grid for the feature race on the Sunday. So where, where the big points are given out. So it's not really in your best interest to risk, say, throwing qualifying to start 10th and then going up and trying to get through the field and then you, you only start say eighth in the uh in the feature race so it's probably in the best interest to just qualify well try and maximize the reverse good race if there was one and then go for it on the feature race yeah i'm always wondering regardless of reverse grids if people will try and tactically choose their grid slot so they'll want the clean side of the grid for example and if they're going to deliberately lose a place to get the clean side of the grid you know it's almost how petty do the teams want to be to gain an advantage because for someone like i don't know an alpha Tauri, losing one place in qualifying is nothing but you know gasly's very good at starts so he might prefer being on the clean side of the grid and hope to make up a couple of places if he has the 
superior line? I don't know. I'll leave that question there. Look out for Giovinazzi. That's what I'm going to say. I'm yes, he's very good at starts. What a starter and what a set of hair. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, F2 is back at Silverstone. I haven't had it since Baku, and that was a very good round in Baku. Uh, Guan Yu Zhou currently leads the championship, who, of course, tried the Alpine last time out in Austria, uh, from Oscar Piastri and then his Premier teammate, Robert Schwartzman. Schwartzman was pretty much the favourite heading into this season, but he had a very difficult start to the year, but he had a very strong round in Baku, which has brought him back into potential for an F1 seat, really, as Haas, Alfa Romeo, maybe a reserve role like Callum Eilock feels this year. Have you guys been following the F2 at all? I have. I do like a bit of F2. It's a bit more, you're guaranteed a bit more sort of chaos. My, not issue, but my sort of thing with F2 now is that there's not many avenues into Formula One currently. There's a lot of long-term contracts in the, on the F1 grid. And also there's this weird sort of thing where quite a lot of experienced drivers are in this weird sort of lull, like this sort of weird purgatory between F1 and F2. So you've got, obviously you've got Callum Eilert, who's not F2 this year, who's not in F1, but is the reserve driver for Alfa Romeo. You've got Alex Albon, who's still ticking about. You've got Stoffel Van Dorn, who's in Formula E, and uh, Nick De Vries. There's a lot of drivers who aren't in F2, who, who graduate from F2, and even sometimes have had a bit of experience in F1, who aren't in F1 anymore, but could teams look to them first before putting in another of the F2 drivers. And what you just said as well, Dan, about the championship, you've got uh, Joe and Piastri at the top, both Alpine young drivers. There is no space at Alpine next season. So we could have a weird sort of thing where both the winner and second place or the title contenders for F2 this year don't find themselves in F1 next year, which is yeah. sad. People often say being in the Red Bull programme is like disastrous for a driver because it can really ruin your career. But I think in a way the Alpine programme's worse because they don't have a junior team. So there's nowhere for these drivers to go really if they want to remain with Alpine unless they want to take on the sidelines or leave the driver academy. And from Alpine's well, point of view, they're not going to was... want to... There was talks, because obviously Renault only supply Alpine nowadays, of them having a junior team and just so they have a customer team to buy their engine. So possibly, who knows, watch this space. That could be cool. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, last time out at Silverstone, Mazepin and Sonoda won the two respective F2 races. So maybe the circuit's a little bit stronger for both of them. They've both been struggling quite a lot so far in F1 this year. Um, and I want to see them improve, you know, say what you like about Mazepin. It would still be nice to see him fighting a little bit closer to the grid rather than a minute off. And Sonoda's shown so much promise. He just hasn't really been able to convert it to race results yet. And every other weekend he crashes. Uh, Rosanna Tennant, who was a podcast guest and friend of the Formula Nerds, is leading commentary as well this week as Alex Jakes focuses on the live Channel 4 broadcast. So good luck to her. Wish her all the best. Uh, w Series is also at Silverstone. Charlotte, what's going on with W Series? Yes, yeah, so just a quick summary of what's been happening in W Series. So this weekend will be round three for the W Series following the double header that we saw in Austria at the Red Bull Ring. Round one in Austria saw Alice Powell dominate the Red Bull Ring, leading the race from lights out to the chequered flag, whilst also claiming the fastest lap in the race, making it a great start for the 2021 season. She was followed by a fellow British driver, Sarah Moore, who came in second. Despite starting in ninth, she was able to capitalise on others' misfortunes to claim the second step on the podium. And the final podium position was held by 
Fabian Woolhend, Woolhend um, who started ninth from the grid to finish in third, which was a great achievement by the German driver. Also, defending champion Jamie Chadwick came to finish in P7, hoping to redeem herself in the following race. And in round two, she did just that. Chadwick dominated the second event in Austria, claiming pole position, the win, and now she is the top of the championship. And W Series rookie Irina Sidor- Sidorkova claimed her maiden podium in only her second race to finish in P2, followed by Emma Kimmelainen, who finished six seconds behind in P3. So currently, we have three British drivers leading the standings, which is Jamie Chadwick, Sarah Moore and Alice Powell, ahead of going to their home race at Silverstone this weekend. So for this weekend, I would say that we should watch out for our British drivers. You know, they've had a very strong couple of opening races and all of those drivers have stood on the podium at least once already. With a home crown behind them, I'd say they're the ones to watch. It's really good that W Series is at Silverstone. These drivers, like you said, Alice, Alice Powell, Sarah Moore, Jim Chavik, they have a chance to race in front of, what, 140-odd thousand British fans that get behind them. It's so good that we have so much young talent coming to this country on the driver front. I know there was the heartbreak on Sunday of losing, but be optimistic. In motorsport terms, we've got a, a, a litany of young drivers who can go on to amazing things. Yeah, they provide great role models for young girls that maybe didn't think they had roots into motorsport or whatever, and now they've, they're they going to see this at an F1 weekend, racing with F1 people, and be like, well, I can do it too, which is great. That's what everyone wants to see, you know. Uh, and suppose we can't we can't talk about Silverstone without mentioning the fact that there are 140,000 people there, a capacity crowd, biggest crowd in the UK since COVID times. It's a bit apprehensive, I'm not going to lie, because that is a lot of people. But as long as everyone does their COVID tests, vaccines or whatever, that atmosphere is going to be so good and I can't wait. Yeah, I'm super excited to experience that in the flesh. Also, like you say, a bit apprehensive because, you know, quite a few people. But... I do think that Formula One have been taking COVID so seriously. I do think they've been taking the right precautions and they have been quite safe. So I feel like that whole day will feel the exact same. And it would just be great to have all the fans there. You know, even if you're not there in person, I think you'll feel that, you know, watching it virtually and, you know, in your homes. I just think it's going to be so exciting. Silverstone always have great fans and a great atmosphere. So bring it on. I'm gutted, to be fair. I'm gutted I'm not going. I'm happy for you guys soak it up but don't make me too jealous don't send me too many photos and enjoy it is this your first grand prix british grand prix yes i went in 2018 oh, but damn. this this oh, i can't wait for this one i'm more excited for this one yeah you know, it's, it's, it's been a long old wait to have a, 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 a packed out silverstone just the smell of a racetrack the sound of a racetrack the atmosphere of a racetrack everything about a racetrack just brilliant i can't wait yeah. <laughs> soak it in soak it in chap soak yeah it in. exactly exactly uh looking at the actual racing as we've already mentioned lewis hamilton needs a very strong weekend as do mercedes and as does valtteri bottas because if russell isn't announced and if nothing is signed like he says he still needs to prove that he can have that second mercedes seat he's had three very strong weekends in a row hopefully that can be four and win and i will just explode with happiness jay you want to say something i was just going to say right that do you think verstappen or get booed no you don't I think Mazepin will well I think yeah but then that's just guaranteed anywhere you go but you see obviously Hamilton is the hometown boy he's the hero when he was battling Rosberg Rosberg got booed at Silverstone quite severely when Vettel was at the top Vettel got booed quite severely I remember 2013 Vettel had a gearbox failure I think 
And the crowd was Did in Did she rushes. go in 2013? You should mention that. I should, shouldn't I? <laughs> I didn't know yeah. that. Did you not know that? Oh, I'll tell you again. He kept yeah, that quiet. 20, when in 2013 and um, Nico Rosberg won before he oh. got booed. And <laughs> Hamilton was winning and then he, his engine blew out and then Vettel was winning and then his gearbox failed. And the crowd went crazy when, he's, when his gearbox failed. Is Verstappen kind of in that territory now where British people might resent him a little bit because he's you know, ruffling the feathers of the home, hometown hero, Lewis? I don't think he is because I don't think so. everyone, even Lewis fans, are now so excited that there's an actual race for the championship. I don't, I don't think that he will be booed. I think, if anything, he'll be cheered. The Orange Army will be at Silverstone as well and they'll be making a lot of noise. Things happen. Yeah, of course they will. They go everywhere. But how are they going to get in? You can't just get in. No, but there'll be Verstappen fans that live in England. Oh, yeah, yeah. there'll be Verstappen fans, but I don't think (laughs) it'll be like as prominent as Austria where you can just... No, no, it won't be as prominent as Austria, but it will be... There'll be Verstappen fans. Anywhere you go, there's Verstappen fans. All right, we need very quickly one bold prediction heading into the race from both of you. Jay, what is your bold prediction? What hell, you put me on the spot here. Um, I'm going to go for... Aston Martin top six. One or both? One. I think both One Aston Martin in the top six. Okay. Charlotte? Oh, yeah, I'm panicking. Uh, well, I don't know if this is bold, but I'm just going to say Lewis Hamilton for the win. Actually, here we go. We'll go bold. We'll say he's going to get pole position and he's going to get the win. Pole plus win. Yeah, we'll add both. To yeah, what about fastest up. lap? Uh, yeah, go on. Oh, we're level three. Let's add it. Let's add it all. Come on, I'm Every season him. of Formula One, if you said that as a prediction, people would have been like, oh, that's a bit obvious. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of crazy how this season, that is a bold prediction. It's exactly. completely how shifted on its head. I'm going to go for... Bottas is going to win. No, I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> not going to go for that because I'd have to say that every week. I'm going to go for Lando Norris top five in qualifying and a podium that's what i'm gonna go for i oh, think that's top bold five enough is a given. Top, top five is definitely a given top five yeah, in that's, that's that's a bit safe that's a that's bit safe no but podium to move from there to the podium that would require some either amazing driving or dnfs so that's what i'm going for but we will see when we reconvene after the silverstone weekend which we're looking forward to and jay went to silverstone in 2013 in case the oh. listeners weren't aware he he might have mentioned once or twice. I did, and it was really good fun. I really recommend it to anyone who wants to go so Grand Prix. Yeah, do. Absolutely do. The atmosphere's great. That is all we have time for today on the News Roundup Show. Thank you very much for listening. It was always fun to record. We look forward to Silverstone. Jay, thank you very much. A pleasure as always. Charlotte, thank you. Thanks, Dan, and hopefully see you at Silverstone. Absolutely. We'll see everyone next week. Goodbye. Podcast Network.